ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد وغير كنتينيو ان شاء الله تعالى ان دي سيرينز ان مجالس شهر رمضان in which we are reading from those majalis and sittings of our noble Shaykh Al-Allama Abi Abdullah Muhammad ibn Salih Al-Uthaymin Rahimahullah Ta'ala These are classes that the Shaykh Rahimahullah has given and he used to give in Ramadan. We're going to read from these uh, sitting the 24th sitting who's going to be the 10th for us. <clears throat> the description of the people of paradise. The description of the people of Jannah, paradise. May Allah make us among them with His bounty and kindness. So, Shaykh Muhammad he says, O my brothers, you have heard the description of paradise. Meaning that was the class of yesterday, alhamdulillah. Because yesterday we learned the description of the Jannah. He says, you have heard the description of paradise, the Jannah, its bounties, and what is in it of happiness, jubilation, and fun. And then he says, by Allah, Shaykh, he says, by Allah, this Jannah, this paradise, is worthy of being labored after and competed for. It is precious enough for a man to spend all of his life seeking it while renouncing the inferior world, this one here. Then the Sheikh says, Rahimahullah, he said, if you ask about the deeds one must do in order to obtain the Jannah, to be from the people of Jannah, or the deeds that a person, and that's me and you, the deeds we should do that put us on the path, that path that take to the Jannah in order to reach Jannah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of His bounty, has indeed clarified it in what He has revealed to His most honorable creature. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made that easy for us. We're not going to sit here and try to figure out what are these qualities and the like. They are already found in the legislation of Islam, in the Book of Allah and in the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. Once again, that's what Shaykh Al-Uthaymeen, he did, Rahimahullah. He's going to bring a lot of ayats, or actually he's going to bring a couple, and he's especially one of the great ayats, and he's going to explain them, hmm? Rahimahullah. And then he's going to bring a number of narrations from the prophetic narrations so that we can uh, know for sure that these are not just suggestions hmm? but these are what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his book and what his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who does not speak out of his desires said 
He began by mentioning the famous ayats 133, 134, 135 of Surah Al-Imran. Translation or the meaning in English of these ayats and hasten to forgiveness from your Lord and your garden as wide as the heavens and earth prepared for the mutaqoon, the pious. His forgiveness and his Jannah is prepared, as we learned yesterday, not for anybody, but for the Murtaqoon, the pious. And then in these ayats, Allah mentions some of their descriptions, some of their qualities, as there is other qualities that are mentioned in other places in the Quran and also in the hadith of the Prophet. Now pay attention in these ayats in Surah Al Imran, some of the qualities that we should check ourselves. Those amongst us who have these qualities, let us thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq and ask him firmness and ikhlas. Those, um, those amongst us like myself that I'm talking to you right now, slacking and don't have these qualities or trying still to get them, let us pay attention to these ayats inshallah ta'ala and ask Allah to adorn us with these qualities of the people of Jannah. So who are those people, the pious that Allah has prepared for them, these gardens that are as wide as the heavens and the earth, who spend in the cause of Allah during ease and hardship? Allah, that's the first quality. And who restrain anger and who pardon the people. And Allah loves those doors of good and muhsinun. And also there are those who, when they commit an immorality or wrong themselves by transgression, remember Allah and seek forgiveness for their sins. And who can forgive sins except Allah? And who do not persist? They also, they are those who do not persist in what they have done while they know. The Shaykh Ratimi said this is a description of the people of paradise in these ayats. The first description they are mutaqoon and uh, pious. Sheikh Radimino is going to explain these descriptions. The first one is they are the pious, al mutaqoon. says they are those who fear their Lord by placing a barrier between them and his punishment, by adhering to his commandments while hoping for his reward and abstaining from his prohibitions out of obedience to him and out of fear of his punishment. That's mutaqoon. Those who act upon the commands of Allah, and of course included in that, the commands of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu And they do that, hoping for the great reward. They stay away from the prohibitions, because they fear the punishment of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The second description of the people of Jannah, and may Allah make us from the Mameen, well, we have to strive to uh, adorn ourselves with these descriptions and fulfill the true meanings of these descriptions and apply them. 
they are those who spend at times of ease and at times of hardship. These are the description of the people of Jannah. What does it mean? Sheikh Muratimin says, they spend whatever they are commanded to spend as it is required from them, including the, obliga- the obligatory alms giving, the zakat, or so charities, and spending on whomever they are financially responsible for. You see? Likewise, they spend in the path of Allah in, in, and in all paths of good. These are the people of Jannah, their qualities. They spend at times of ease and at times of hardship. Times of comfort and happiness does not lead them to, to greed and selfishness. You see? Likewise, difficulty and hardship does not cause them to become stingy due to fear of poverty. Sheikh bin Saadi, in his tafsir, uh, this is a side note, Sheikh bin Saadi, in his tafsir, he says, what does it mean they spend at times of ease and times of difficulty? He says they always spend. That's the first thing. They constantly spending, but according to their means. When they have a lot, they spend a lot. When they have little, they still spend from that little that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. Allah Akbar. The third description and the qualities of the people of Jannah, as Allah mentioned in this ayat, they are those who suppress their anger. Shaykh Nuzimini explains, says, these are those who control their anger when they are enraged. As a result, they do not envy or hate others due to this anger of theirs. This is not those who said they don't get angry. You're a human being. You get angry. But don't act upon it. Repress the anger. Control your emotions. Now, As one of the people sent me uh, a, a, a beautiful passage he says, uh, likewise, hot food, when the food is so hot, you let it cool off so you can enjoy it. Alright? So says, likewise, when the relationship between spouses, between partners, business people, whatever, if, if, the end, if that relationship gets heated, we let it cool off too. Huh? So you can enjoy it. Some people, they're angry, they want to say whatever they want to say. And so, no, you're angry, you got to follow the, these guidelines. You want to be from the people of Jannah. Repress your anger. Don't act upon it. Don't make decisions based on anger, because a lot of people, they regret those decisions they make at the time of anger. How many families are destroyed because of decisions made in a time of anger? Friendship of long years flashed down go down the pipes huh, because of a, a decision, statements and actions taking place at the moment of anger. But a person will go away, walk away, go do something else, go pray, go for a walk. When you know you're cool and you calm, now you can talk. Amen. The fourth description, so now this is the description of the Jannah. So, 
For certain people, oh no, the real man is the one who yell and break stuff and throw people around. That's the real man. That's not the real man. No, it's not. The person who really wants good for himself, he looks at this description from the people of Jannah and he wants to adorn himself with it. The fourth description, as Allah mentioned this ayat, they are those who forgive the people. SubhanAllah, the people of Jannah, they forgive those who wrong them. I'm going to share with you a benefit from Al-Hassan al-Basri, Abdullah, remind me if I forget, but I have to read Shaykh ibn Uthaymin first, okay? And also you too, inshallah, because sometimes I may forget, okay? Here, there are those who forgive others, the people. Shaykh ibn Uthaymin says, from the description of the people and the quality of the people of Jannah, meaning this is the, the qualities and the action that put them on a path that lead to the Jannah, they forgive those who wrong them and transgress upon their rights. SubhanAllah. They forgive. <laughs> to us, it's like, really? He transgressed against you and call your name, send you a nasty text message, 10 of them? And still you're going to forgive him? You let him go? Like we say, you let him ride? Well, guess what? Yes, you do that. Because why? Because you're weak? You're coward? No, none of that. Why? You want to try to make it a Jannah. And how are you going to make it a Jannah? You ain't going to take no bus or no plane fare. No, you're going to adorn yourself with the qualities of the people of Jannah. Here, they forgive those who wrong them and transgress upon their rights. They do not seek revenge for themselves, even though they have the ability to do so. And in and and uh, in his statement, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wallahu yuhibbul muhsinin." Those people who forgive, Allah mentioned them. They are muhsinun. They good doors. Allahu Akbar. Now you let somebody uh, try to do this. If somebody call your names, wanna come on, come, let's go outside. Transgress against you, and you just forgive him. Said, "I forgive you." Go. Some people around is like, "What's wrong with you? You can't defend yourself. <laughs> you can knock him out." No, you're not. You're not. It's not about knocking people out. It's about are you on the path that leads you know what? No. So I want to share with you the statement of Al Hassan al Basri, rahimahullah. Al Hassan al Basri, he was one of the great ulama from the Imma of al Tabi'in, those uh, generation that are praised by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he says, "Khairun nasi qarni, thumma ladina yalunahum, thumma ladina yalunahum." The best of the people is my generation and those who come after them, meaning Tabi'un. Hassan al-Basri, rahimahullah, he was one of the great imma, the imams of the Tabi'un. One of his contemporary students, he's the one, I forget his name, he's the one who's narrating this incident that took place. He says, he heard al-Hassan al-Basri making dua, a long dua, and he's saying, Oh Allah, forgive those who transgress against me. Subhanallah. He's making dua saying, Oh Allah, forgive and pardon those who wronged me. Oh Allah, forgive and pardon those who transgressed me, against me. That narrator said, he said to him, he said, Ya Shaykh, Ya Imam, I heard you the other day making a long dua. Subhanallah, for those people who transgress against you, I wish that I am one of them. 
Subhanallah. He says, I wish there was one of those who transgressed against you making this dua for them. Why? You know what the answer is? What's the answer? He's afraid from fitna. Uh, if they may heard if he said something about them, they're going to come and see him. Now he says, because Allah said, فَمَنْ عَفَى وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ He says, I'm doing this because Allah says, whoever pardon and forgive, his reward is with Allah. So which one we want? You want to go look for somebody? Huh? Look for trouble? Or you want to let it go? He said it, mashallah, he's a human being. I said stuff to him. You know? I said stuff to out of anger. I'm an ignorant person myself. Let him go. I want the reward from Allah. I ain't going to look for nobody. I'm going to the mission. You're going to change your path and look for somebody? La ilaha. That's what the shaitan wants. But this is what Allah wants for us. He said, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. Allah loves those who are muhsinun. He said, this is an indication that forgiveness will be considered praiseworthy if it results in al-ihsan, meaning in a positive outcome and reformation. Keep in mind, this is a very important condition here. He said, the forgiveness that increased the transgressor in his transgression will not be considered praiseworthy and the individual will not be rewarded for it. So the shaykh here is giving us you got to pay attention. It's not like you forgive anybody. And he said, no, in another place in Riyadh Salihin, if you remember Abdullah and the brothers, we, 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 we mentioned this, Shaykh Al-Ataymin, he says, Rahimallah, you got to pay attention. You don't forgive anybody. Naam, you forgive, but he said, if a person is righteous, a good person, but a human, they wrong you, transgress, these are the people you forgive them and let them go and you pardon them. So they will appreciate. Hmm? As for a person who is a sinful, an arrogant person, he's known to harm the people. Huh? He said, You don't forgive that person. No. Put them to account so they can learn a, a lesson. In Anta Akramt Karima Malaktahu, wa in Anta Akramt Laima Tamarada. Then he says, فَمَنْ عَفَى وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whoever forgave and, for, and reformed, then his reward is with Allah. SubhanAllah, Surah Ashura, the ayah I just mentioned to you. Verse 40. فَمَنْ عَفَى وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ This is the ayah that Shaykh Al-Hasan Al-Basri used as a proof why he's making dua for those who transgressed against him. Amazing. Usually, on an, I'm talking about myself. Somebody says something about me. Oh, I'm on me. I'm, I'm, I'm mad now. Where he at? Who is he? Can't wait until I see him. Usually, when a Muslim sees a Muslim, what is he supposed to say? Salamu alaykum. No, no salam. Because shaitan has another plan. Want to take care of business. What business is this? La, faman afa. Naam. Somebody want to start something with you, send you nasty email, nasty text message. What do you do? You want to be from the people of Jannah or not? People of Jannah, they forgive. For whoever forgive and reform, then his reward is with Allah. The fifth description 
Allah says, and those who when they commit a fahisha, hmm, any type of immorality, or wrong themselves by transgression, what they do? They remember Allah and seek forgiveness for their sins. Shaykh Radhimini explained, he says, the word that fahisha refers to sins that are considered to be atrocities and immorality. These are major sins. Example of these sins include committing murder, being undutiful to your parents, Naam, disrespecting the parents, consuming riba, interests. Hmm? These are these immoralities and atrocities. Consuming the wealth of the orphan. There are orphans, somebody is entrusted with their wealth, devour the wealth, billah. Instead of keeping that wealth and until they grow up and, and even if he wants to invest it in, in a good way. And Allah says, the, world, the person who is in charge with the wealth of an orphan, they can, if they are in, in need and poor, yes, they can get some of it. Bil ma'ruf. Likewise from these atrocities, running away from the battlefield, fornication, robbery, and their likes from among the major sins, Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin says. Wronging oneself is more general. It includes both the major and minor sins. Shaykh Ibn says, whenever the believers commit any of these, of the above mentioned sins, they remember the greatness of the, the one they disobeyed. Allah Akbar. As a result, they will be afraid of him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, leading them to remember his forgiveness and mercy. Thus, they will hasten to it. They ask forgiveness of their sins by asking Allah to cover their sins and to overlook them and not punishment, punish them for it. And not punish them for it. Now, He says, now is in the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, none forgives sins but Allah, Shaykh Rahman, he says, is an indication that the believers do not seek forgiveness from anyone but Allah. Because none forgives sins except, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't go uh, like the Christians who are alone astray, they ask forgiveness from a human being. Even though he is uh, one of the best of the human beings, Isa, Ibn Maryam السلام, the Isa, Jesus, the son of Mary السلام, is one of the best of the people. He's from the messengers, from Ulil Azim. But still he has no rights to be asked. Because he can't forgive people's sins. It's only Allah forgives sins. No one forgives sins but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now what about those Ignorant Muslims who commit shirk and they say, La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha. They may say it 5,000 times with this dhikr be, La ilaha illallah, but then after Asr they go to a grave, eh? somebody died in the grave, Ya so and so, Jailani, give me, forgive me. Eh? Contradiction to the meaning of La ilaha illallah. Don't they know when they say La ilaha illallah that La ilaha illallah means that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah? That la ilaha illallah, that statement they make, meaning that only Allah deserves our worship. So you don't ask forgiveness from other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sixth description of the people of Jannah. 
They do not persist on their sins and they acknowledge that it is a sin. Allahu Akbar. You want to make it to the Jannah? Alhamdulillah, the path is clear. Yes, it's not like a math equation or algebra, calculus or some, some uh, formula in chemistry that you, you have no clue what it is. You can't even know where to start reading it. Some equations or some formula, you don't even know where to start. They're so compounded and complicated. Not in this deen of Allah. It's easy. Allah has made it easy. These are the qualities of the people of Jannah. They do not persist on their sins. And they acknowledge that it is a sin. Shaykh Muratimir says, meaning they do not continue to commit the sin while, while acknowledging that it is a sin. While knowing the greatness of the one they disobeyed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And while knowing the closeness of his forgiveness. Rather they hasten to free themselves from sins, repenting from them. Shaykh says, and this is because persisting upon committing sins with this awareness turns to turns the minor sins into major sins. Turn the minor sins into major sins. And it leads the sinner to difficult and dangerous situations. So these are from those ayats from Surat Al-Imran. Then the Shaykh Muratimir, he mentioned the ayats, the first 11 ayats of Surat. Who can guess? Al-Mu'minun, Ahsant Abdullah, Al-Mu'minun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Qad aflah al-Mu'minun. Man hum? Al-Ladheena hum fi salatihim khashi'oon. Wal-Ladheena hum alillaghwi mu'aridoon. والذين هم للزكاة فاعلون والذين هم لفروجهم حافظون إلا على أزواجهم أو ما ملكت أيمانهم فإنهم غير ملومين فمن ابتغى وراء ذلك فأولئك هم العادون والذين هم لأماناتهم وعهدهم راعون والذين هم على صلاتهم يحافظون أولئك هم الوارثون يرثون ماذا؟ الذين يرثون الفردوس هم فيها خالدون Pay attention to these ayats Successful indeed are who? The believers. Allah didn't say the Arabs, the non-Arabs, the rich, the poor. La. The believers. You can be an Arab, non-Arab. You can be rich or poor. You can be a slave or a king. Have a authority or not. And yes, you can be a believer. So Allah says, successful indeed are the believers. Who are they? Who are the believers? That's what counts for us to know. Who are considered the believers in this ayat? What are their qualities that make them believers? Successful indeed are the believers? Allah tells us. Who are? Take notes now. Or go back to the ayats. In Surah Al-Mu'minun. Who are humble in their prayers. Have khushu'ah. They don't just pray. They look all over the roof. Their mind, I don't know where, no, they have khushu' in the salat. Look at the importance of the salat. And hushan, all that which is vain. Vain talks, they got nothing to do with it. They're not nosy. Whenever somebody talks, well, what is it? Oh yeah, okay, LeBron James, what happened? He signed another contract. Oh, good for him. What is going to help you? Is going to increase your man? Talking about LeBron? Or about any ball player? Is it going to help you to increase your man? Vain, they leave it alone. Now, 
and who are prompt and regular in paying the zakat, and who guard their chastity except from their wives or what their right hands possess. For then they are not to be blamed. But those who seek anything beyond that are the transgressors. And successful are the believers who are watchful of their trusts and their covenants. They're in trust with something. Man, they know this is very serious. People in trust would stop and they neglect it. They ruin it, destroy it, abuse it. Oh Allah, give me Jannah. Oh, but you're failing the qualities of the people of Jannah. People of Jannah, they watchful of their trusts and their covenants and who are strict in the observance of their prayers. Once again, look at the importance of the Salah. Mention again. These are the ears who will inherit paradise. They will abide therein forever. Allah Akbar. Shaykh Rahimahullah said, These noble verses gathered many qualities of the people of paradise. The first quality, the believers. Shaykh Rahimahullah says, They are those who believe in Allah and all the things that are necessary upon them to believe, including believing in Allah's angels, His books, His messengers, the last day, and they believe in the divine decree, the good and the bad of it. These are the articles of Iman, by the way. Six pillars of faith of Iman. They believe in these pillars with the belief that necessitates acceptance and submission with statements and action. Not just believe, oh, Arkanul Iman, Sitta, Kada, Kada, but we go against every one of them. Nah. You said these are part articles of Iman, but you know what they mean and I'm willing to accept them and submit through my statements and actions. The second quality, what is the second quality that Allah mentioned? Hmm? In this ayah, second quality. Second is, khushur. They have khushur in their prayers. What does it mean, khushur in the prayers? You think they have a red ghutra? Have a white shimar? Does make you from khushur? Huh? A white thobe, maybe, right? You have a white thobe that said khushur, come with a white thobe? No, no, brother. Yeah, They. What does it mean they have khushur? Sheikh Muhammad says they focus with their hearts while they keep in their limbs tranquil. They're not vigilant like Looking, getting in their pockets all over Ghutra. Some people they even in the salah they take the Ghutra, take it off and put it back again two, three times. What salat is this? If that Ghutra is a problem for you, take it off and put it in front of you. Constantly. Sometimes they even do this and hit somebody in the eye. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Sure. The heart has to be present. Not the body is in here and the mind is still in the street. He's still counting his money, making plans. The Imam pray five rak'at, seven. He don't even have to know what the Imam is saying, where the Imam is. The people moving, he's moving. No, the heart has to be present in the Salat. Barakallahu feekum. He says, so they focus with their hearts while keeping their limbs tranquil. 
They recall that they are standing before their Lord. That's why they're doing that. They stand in front of Allah. You find people, they stand in front of Allah, subhanAllah, digging in their noses, looking all over. Huh? But then when they stand in front of a, the judge, a human being, a kafir, they don't move. They, start, they humble themselves. Now he's standing in front of the Lord of mankind, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, why the believers this this quality? He says, because they are mindful that they are standing before their Lord, addressing Him in their prayer with His speech and seeking closeness to Him with His remembrance. And they rely on Him with their invocation. You find them, the believers, they are humble to Allah inwardly and outwardly. Now, the heart is at ease. That's why Sheikh Fawzan Ta'ala, a side note, Sheikh Fawzan Ta'ala says, that's why when you, you should know the meaning, we say, Allahu Akbar. When you stand for the Salat, the first thing you say, Allahu Akbar. Now he's saying Allah is the greatest. So nothing should come to your mind at that time. Because nothing is, is worthy. You say Allah is the greatest, so focus on that. And humble yourself. The third quality, they are those who shun Allah. Stay away from Lahu. What is Lahu? The Sheikh said, all that which is vain, vain talks and vain things. The term Lahu refers to anything that is void of good or benefits, whether it is a statement or an action. There is no good in it for you. No benefit, whether statements or actions. So the believers are those who turn away from it because of their strong determination. They only spend their precious time engaged in that which will bring benefit to them. Just as they pre- pre- preserve their prayers with tranquility, they also preserve their time from being wasted. And if turning away from vanity is part of their qualities, then it is more deserving to the, of them to turn away from things that are harmful to them. Allah Akbar. The fourth quality of the people of Jannah those who pay their zakat. The term zakat, the Sheikh says, could mean the percentage from your money that must be paid to the poor, or it, or one of those, or it could carry the general meaning, which is every statement or action that purifies the soul. So it could be the zakat al-mal that be given to the poor, or one of those uh, other categories of people that are mentioned in surahs. At Tawbah, the ayah 60. Or also the Sheikh says this is a benefit, a great benefit. He says it could also carry the general meaning, which is every statement or action that purifies the soul. Zakat. The fifth quality of the people of Jannah, those who preserve their chastity except from their wives, or that which their right hands possess, they are not to be blamed. Meaning, he says, he says, they preserve their chastity from fornication and homosexuality, which is legal now in this country. Because these acts are disobedience to Allah, a social deterioration, an inferiority in character. That's what it is. And even more general than the above mentioned is also the obligation of preserving oneself from touching and looking at that which is not permissible to touch or look at. As for the statement, they are not to be blamed, he said this is an indication that the origin of this act 
is blameworthy except if it is done with the wife or the possession of the right hand because of the need to that in order to fulfill the natural need for the production of babies and, and other benefits. He said, the generality of the statement, but those who seek anything beyond that are the transgressors, is a proof for the impermissibility of masturbation, also known as the secret habit. That is because it is done not by the legal ways and, and the... And the uh, 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 and uh, what Allah Taala has legislated for us. Now, the sixth quality from the quality of the people of Jannah, and they are those who are watchful of their trusts and their covenants. He said, trust here includes statements and actions and items. Therefore, if someone informed you of a secret, he has entrusted you. You see? Don't give it away. Whoever does an action in your presence but does not want it to be exposed, has entrusted, you, has entrusted you with that action. And if someone give you his wealth to preserve it, he has entrusted you. But covenant is whatever an individual imposes on himself to do for someone else. See, we have the trust and we have the covenant. So people, they can entrust you with statements. They tell you something that you should keep. Don't go and say it to everybody. They do an action, keep it. Or they entrusted you with an object or something, or wealth or the like. The covenant is whatever an individual imposes on himself to do for someone else. An example of that is to make a vow to Allah, to do a particular deed, or even the promises which take place between the people. The people of paradise are those who fulfill their trust. And keep their promises with Allah and the promises with the people as well. This also includes fulfilling the contracts and the lawful conditions between the people. Any contract you sign with the landlord, anything. If for a job, you gotta fulfill this contract. Don't just like uh, you change your mind. No, you gotta fulfill the contracts. Now I can give you all this money. Why not? You sign a contract. Hmm? Is a contract between us. Hmm? Why? Because man, I gotta do what I gotta do. A man gotta do what a man gotta do. Is, is that right? A man gotta do what Allah tells him to do. Not a man gotta do what a man gotta do. That's how that man gets himself in big trouble. Hey now. The seventh quality, those who establish their prayers. They are consistent in preserving their prayers. As to not neglect them. They carried them out in a complete manner, fulfilling their conditions, pillars, and obligations. Yes, subhanAllah. You find some Muslims, they don't even know, have no clue what conditions are. How many conditions for Salat, Ya Abdullah? Hmm? Conditions, Salat? Salat has conditions? Never heard that. Never heard that. Muslims for years. You're going to stand in front of Allah not knowing the conditions of the prayers? Alright, what's the pillars? Give me five pillars of the Salat. Pillars of the Salat? Salat has pillars? I thought houses have pillars. Salat has pillars too? Yes, yeah, Salat has pillars. How come a Salat has a pillar? Ya Abdullah. You don't know the pillars of Salat? You've been praying for years? How you know that your Salat is accepted and you're doing it in according to the Sunnah of the Prophet 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran many qualities of the people of paradise besides what we have transmitted here. Allah, the glorified, mentioned these qualities so that those who want to enter paradise will adorn themselves with these characteristics. Shaykh Rahimi said, Rahimallah, likewise, many of these qualities are mentioned in a number of the prophetic narrations. Now the Shaykh, after bringing these ayahs, he's going to mention some of the ahadith. Now, inshallah, we may be able to finish. Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu said that the Prophet said, Man salaka tariqan yaltamisu fihi ilman sahala allahu lahu bihi tariqan al-jannah. You want to get the jannah in an easy way? Listen to this hadith. Prophet said, Whoever trades a path, trades a path, in which he seeks knowledge, Allah will ease for him a path to paradise. Seek knowledge, yeah. Attend the classes, the circles of knowledge. His colleague Imam Muslim. It is also narrated by Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu that the Prophet says, أَلَا أَدُلُّكُمْ عَلَى مَا يَمْحُ اللَّهُ بِهِ الْخَطَايَ وَيَرْفَعُ بِهِ الدَّرَجَاتِ قَالُوا بَلَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَالَ إِسْبَاغُ الْوُضُوءِ عَلَى الْمَكَارِهِ وَكَثْرَةُ الْخُطَةِ إِلَى الْمَسَاجِدِ وَانْتِذَارُ الصَّلَاةِ بَعْدَ الصَّلَاةِ Hadith called by Imam Muslim rahimahullah. Prophet said, Shall I not guide you to what Allah expiates the sins with and elevates the ranks? These are things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expiates the sins with and elevates the ranks of those people. They said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah, we want to know. Then he says, Performing the ablution, although in the perfect manner at times of discomfort, taking many steps to the masjid, walking, and waiting for the next prayer after the previous prayer, meaning stay in the house of Allah. And especially in between Maghrib and Isha, which the time is so, huh? you find some people, they step out and just sit, talk in the parking lot for, until they hear the Adhan of Isha again. It's different if somebody has a business to conduct, has a serious matter to talk to a person, he don't want to conduct it in a masjid because there is a class, other people read the Quran, and he don't want to disturb them. May Allah reward that person. Now, this is the hikmah. But not just to go there and just talk, vain talk that you see is not from the qualities of the people of Jannah. Now, it is narrated by Umar that the Prophet said, Ma minkum min ahadin yatawadda fa yusbigu al wudu, thumma yakul ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la, wa ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh, illa futihat lahu abwabu jannah thamani yadkhul min ayyha shah. Now, listen to this hadith from Imam Muslim in his Sahih. An easy way to get to the Jannah. The Prophet says, None of you who will perform ablution in the perfect manner, and how you know that you perform in this ablution in the perfect manner, how? By running a lot of water, huh? making a big splash, oh, no, making beautiful wudu. How? How you know that you're making the correct wudu? How? By learning it, learning the sunnah. Performing, don't be arrogant and say, Oh man, I'm 50, I'm still gonna learn how to make wudu. Learn how to make wudu, man. Don't be arrogant, don't let arrogance keep you from this great reward. Learn, check yourself, are you doing it right or not? So, whoever did this and said, I testify that none has the right to be worshipped but Allah alone without a partner, and I testify that Muhammad is his slave and messenger. 
You say, you finish the, the wudu, you say, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wahdahu la sharika la, wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasooli, easy. What is the great reward of this? Prophet says, except that the eight doors, eight gates of paradise will be open for such a person to enter from whichever door he wants. No, Akbar. It is also narrated by Umar ibn Khattab that the Prophet said, whoever repeats the call to prayer in his heart will enter paradise. You want the Mu'addin? You say after the Mu'addin. Look at this great reward, Sayyid Muslim. And you find some of us, myself included, and the Mu'addin is, the Adal is being called, we don't know what we do. Akhi, stop what you're doing and say with the Mu'addin. I know to get this great reward. Uthman ibn Affan said that the Prophet said, Man bana masjidan yabtaghi bihi wajhallah bana allahu lahu baytan fil jannah. Whoever built a masjid, but with the condition, sincerely seeking the face of Allah, Allah will build for him a house in paradise. This collect by Imam Bukhari, Imam Muslim. So whenever you want to contribute in a building, a masjid, mashallah, you're worthy, you want to build a masjid, make sure. Now the money itself is not enough. Make sure why you're doing it for. Some people, they just because they don't like how the things are operated in a particular masjid upon the sunnah, they just want to move out. And split the ranks of the Muslims. Let's start our own joint. Yeah, masjid is a joint. Let's start our, our thing so we can do what we want to do. Man, nobody's going to tell us what to do. Nobody's telling you what to do. Come and worship Allah and leave. It's very important. Sincerity. What do you want to build this masjid for? No, I'm building a masjid. is a great act of worship. It's beautiful. But what are you doing it for? Many masjid, if you look at the masjid, in any area, you will find them. Especially Ahlul Bida. Because we're the people of Sunnah that Allah guide us to Salafiyyah. We shouldn't be doing these things. <coughs> Alhamdulillah, may Allah protect us. Amen. But Ahlul Bida, that's what they do. If you notice, before you know it, oh, they were here. Another masjid, mashallah, opening. And when you look, because they used to be with the, the other masjid, and then they fight over who's going to be in the administration. Huh? Okay, let's open our own place. The same people... After a year or so, they're gonna open. They split and open another place. But that's what the people of desire do. But the people of Sunnah, they don't do these things. They patient. Say, La, keep the jama'ah together. Alhamdulillah. Now, I think I forget a hadith that didn't mention it. La, la, we mentioned it. Alhamdulillah, we mentioned it. Now. Uh, I thought I skipped it, but yeah, we mentioned it. Also, it is narrated by Ubad ibn Samit, that the Messenger of Allah said, This hadith, there are five daily prayers that Allah prescribed on the slaves. Whoever establishes them without being neglectful of them and belittling their obligation, will have with his Lord the promise to admit him into paradise. Karamullah, the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How generous. This high school Imam Ahmad and Abu Dawood and Nasai said some of its chain of narration strengthen others. Al Imam al Albani great is authentic and Sayyid Abu Dawood. 
It is narrated by Thawban that he asked the Prophet about a deed by which Allah will admit him into paradise. So the Prophet said to him, you must perform a lot of prostration. Because whenever you prostrate to Allah, He, he subhanahu wa ta'ala elevates your rank with it and expiates your sins. Collect by Imam Muslim. So be mindful of these things when you make salat now. Shouldn't be a burden, you should love to do it because look at the benefits. Hmm? It is narrated by Ummu Habiba radiallahu anha. That the Prophet says, مَا مِنْ عَبْدٍ مُسْلِمٍ يُصَلِّ لِلَّهِ تَعَالَى فِي كُلِّ يَوْمٍ ثِنْتَيْ عَشْرَةَ رَكْعَةً تَطَوَّعًا غَيْرَ فَرِيدًا إِلَّا بَنَ اللَّهُ لَهُ بَيْتًا فِي الْجَنَّةِ Hadith Kulaik by Imam Muslim. There is no Muslim slave of Allah who prays 12 voluntary rak'at sincerely for Allah other than the compulsory prayers except that Allah will build for him a house in paradise. If some rich person say, hey man, you pray these 12 rakats, we give you a house in downtown. People be praying those 12 rakats. But Allah will build the house in the Jannah. May Allah have mercy on us. These 12 units are as follows. Four before Al-Dhuhr, two after it, two after Maghrib, two after Isha, and two before Fajr prayers. Sunan al-Ratiba. It is narrated by Mu'ad ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu that he asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Akhbirni Mu'ad ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu says, to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, inform me about a deed that will allow me to enter into paradise and distance me from the hellfire. The Prophet وسلم, said to him, You have indeed asked about a great matter, but it is easy for whomever Allah makes it easy. May Allah make it easy on us. He said, Worship Allah and do not associate partners with Him. Establish the prayers, pay the zakat, fast the month of Ramadan, and perform pilgrimage to the sacred house of Allah. Collected by Imam Ahmed and Tirmidhi and Imam Albani granted to be authentic and Sayyid Tirmidhi. It is narrated by Sahel ibn Sa'ad radiallahu anhu that the Prophet said, In the Jannati Baban Yukarullahu Rayyan, Yadhulumin Husaimun, Yom al Qiyama, Layat Hulumin Ahadun Rayruhum. This hadith is agreed upon by Imam al Bukhari, Imam Muslim. Indeed, the Prophet said, Indeed, in paradise there is a door called Ar Rayyan, a gate called Ar Rayyan. Only those who fast will enter, will enter it. No one else besides them will enter it. It is narrated by Abu Huraira, that the Messenger of Allah said, Man kana lahu thalathu banatin yu'wihunna wa yirhamuhun wa yakfaluhun wajabat lahu al-jannah lu'albattah. Also in this hadith, whoever has three daughters, three girls, who he takes good care of, shows mercy to them and nurture them, the paradise will be obligatory for him. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. It was said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, what if they are only two? He says, even if they are only two. The narrator said, so some of them thought if they were to ask him about one daughter, he would have said yes. Allah Akbar. 
Also the Prophet ﷺ, similar narration, he says, مَنِ ابْتُلِيَ مِنَ الْبَنَاتِ بِشَيْءٍ فَأَحْسَنَ إِلَيْهِمْ كُنَّ لَهُ سِتْرٌ مِنَ النَّارِ Whoever is tested with having daughters, but took good care of them, they will be a veil for him against the hellfire. Collect by a Muslim. So you look at your girls now, they're precious, man. Now this is how you look at your daughters now. Allahu Akbar, take care of them, teach them Tawheed, warn them against shirk, be nice to them. Huh? They be a veil for you and for me. It is narrated by Abu Hurairah that the Prophet was asked about the most common thing which leads an individual to paradise. He said, the fear of Allah and good character. Taqwallah wa husnul khuluq. Those who they vulgar, they want to fight, they, they don't forgive anybody, nothing let go. The most thing that leads to paradise is these two things, taqwallah and good manners, good character. It is also narrated by Iyad ibn al-Himar al-Mujashi'i, al-Mujashi'i, that the Prophet said, Ahlul Jannah Thalatha, Dhu Sultan al-Muqsid, Mutasaddiq Muwaffaq, ورجل رحيم رقيق القلب لكل ذي قربة ومسلم عفيف متعفف ذو عيال حديث كلك بإمام مسلم صحيح Prophet Sallallahu says the people of paradise are three three categories three who are they? number one a just ruler who is generous and successful a man who is merciful number two a man who is merciful and soft hearted to every kind, to every kin and every content Muslim who has large family. And also he said, and every, the third one, every content Muslim with what Allah has given him. He's happy, Allah Akbar, that's what I make. Alhamdulillah, it's from Allah, Allahu Akbar, content. Who has a large family but adopts abstinence. He has large family, but mashallah, he keeps to halal. Then the Shaykh, this hadith is called Imam Muslim. Then the Shaykh says, Oh brother, this, this is a compilation of some prophetic narrations which clarify many of the deeds of the people of paradise for whoever wants to enter it. Then he says, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make the path of par- to paradise easy for us and for you, O oh readers and listeners. I ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us firm upon this path. Indeed, he is the most generous, the most kind. May the peace and blessings be upon our Prophet Muhammad and his family members and all his companions. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us this opportunity to read this to you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy and raise the rank of our noble Shaykh, Shaykh ibn Uthaymeen, and all of the Mashaykh of Ahlul Sunnah Jama'ah. Tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to keep reading from these majalis and sittings of Ramadan of Shaykh Al-Uthaymeen and we're going to inshallah talk about what the person do at the end of the month of Ramadan especially we're going to mention Zakat Al-Fitr and also inshallah we mention some of its rulings and the like and also the, the Eid prayer and the like Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Muhammad ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam taslima kathira